Uh, turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 through 16 is where we'll start. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. I titled this message, Redeeming the Time. And you know, this was, as I was praying last night, this phrase just kind of came into my mind. And you know, I had read Ephesians recently, and I honestly didn't even remember reading that. But, but that's the way God works. When you put the Word in there, He'll bring it back to your memory when it's needed. So, this phrase just stuck in my mind over and over, and every time I would think about what I was going to preach about tonight, the phrase redeeming the time would come to my mind. So let's see what, what we can get out of this. Um, this scripture tells us a lot about how we ought to use the time that we have. Um, first of all, there in verse 15, it says, See then that you walk circumspectly. Now that means to walk uh, watching on every hand, looking all around you to avoid danger and enemies, that kind of thing is what they're talking about. And you know, we ought to live our life looking for opportunities to use our time wisely. And so the, the point that uh, I believe God would have us to understand and, and that He'd have me to share with you tonight is that we all have a certain amount of time on this world, on this earth. We have a certain amount of time and it's it's up to us to decide how it is we want to use it. Now, this Scripture tells us that we should redeem the time because, why? Because the days are evil. That means that, that you know, if nobody does anything, evil is going to prevail. Evil is, is already here, it already has a foothold. But, you know, it's up to us to redeem that time and to... What does it mean to be redeemed? It means to pay for, to buy back, to to take back something that used to be in another place. If you go redeem something, you're going to take possession of it. So that's what we need to do with our time. Now this isn't just some weird psychological thing. This isn't a some kind of lofty ideal that nobody can ever attain. This is something that we should embrace in our life. We should look for the opportunity to give God glory in everything we do. Now, that's a whole lot easier said than done. But I think I can probably share some things with you all tonight that will give you a little bit better idea of of how you can do this. You know, we should look for these opportunities in our daily lives to give God glory. I'm not just talking about your Sunday morning life or your Sunday evening life. I'm talking about every day. You know, every day that, that you go out into the world and you work with other people, you encounter other people, whether it be at the store or wherever for some people it's the same place <laughs> but, but uh you should always be looking for an opportunity to give God glory Amen. now you know i see people there's one particular person that comes to my mind that 
It just seems like they wear their Christianity so far out there on their sleeve that it just rubs everybody the wrong way. And you know, that that is, you know, God did call us to be a, a peculiar people. He called us to be set apart. But when you're so different that you annoy people, that's not what God's intention is. God's intention is for you to, to take those opportunities to give Him praise. And I'm going to read you another uh, set of Scripture here. Let's continue on to verse 17. It says, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. So you see, he's saying, I want you to do this, but be wise about how you do it. Don't just be going around shouting the name of God every time you turn around for no reason. Make sure that when you give God praise for something, it's something justified. It's, it's a good thing. It's not something you're just trying to bother people with because you don't know how to control your tongue. Continue on to verse 18. It says, Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in, <clears throat> in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Now, I want you all to know that this message tonight is as much for me as it is anybody else. You know, I waste... Probably just as much time doing other stuff as anybody else does. That stuff that does not benefit me or anybody else in any way, it's just a waste of time. And I'm not up here tonight to tell you that no, we should not try to enjoy anything in our life, that you can't take any time to do something with your family or friends. Or, I'm not trying to preach against that tonight. But I want you to know that there is a whole lot of time that people waste when they could be doing something to the glory of God. <clears throat> we don't spend enough time talking to God. And I say we. I really meant to say I, but I think we can all probably say we don't spend enough time. Now, I don't care if you pray all the time. I think if you find the, the person that you think of that prays the most, they would probably say the same thing. They don't spend enough time talking to God. When we spend time talking to God, we increase that relationship we have with Him. This uh, verse tells us a way to live that will guarantee that God's will is first in our life. When you look at verse 20 there, it says, "...giving thanks always." For all things unto God. And you know, there's a lot of times that something may happen in our life that's good. And we don't take the time to give God thanks for it. You know, it's not always so much about what we do in our private prayer time. But how many times has something good happened to you that was obviously a blessing from God, and you didn't take the time to share with somebody else that that was a blessing from God. That's time wasted. It, that's an opportunity wasted. And you know, this Word tells us tonight that we need to be walking around looking for an opportunity. 
Now, like I said before, I know people that they seem to take opportunities that really weren't opportunities. You know, we have to be in tune with the Spirit and know when the Spirit is leading us to speak to somebody. You know, you can't just go around flaunting how how great God has blessed you all the time when it's not appropriate. There, there's an appropriate time for everything. But when we're when we spend the kind of time with God that we ought to, we become in tune with what God's will is. And God has a has a <clears throat> He has ordained certain things to happen in our life. He's ordered our steps. And when when we are seeking Him in our life and we start to see those opportunities come up, we need to make sure we're watching enough that we can take advantage of them. <clears throat> we don't know how much time we have left on this earth. Whether you're talking about the rapture, the return of Jesus, or you're talking about when each of us individually passes on into the next life. We don't know how much time we have. But we don't need to live our life worrying about obtaining more material things or, or the next pleasurable thing we're going to encounter. We need to be living our life thinking, look, I only have so much time that I can impact somebody else's life. And you know, my treasure is not on this earth. My treasure is in the next life. So if I have to endure a little bit of things that are unpleasant in this, in this temporary existence, so be it. It's just temporary. My reward is on the other side. So, you know, it kind of takes a... You have to kind of step back and, and examine yourself from a different point of view because the things I'm telling you tonight is not popular with the world. The things I'm telling you tonight are different. What the world would tell you is that, no, yeah, you're right, you don't know how much time you have left, but you need to enjoy it to the fullest. That's, that's what the world would tell you. And there ain't nothing wrong with enjoying life, but there's different ways to enjoy life. Filling it up with, with every material thing that you can think of is not, not conducive to a good relationship with God. <clears throat> Y'all probably all know this, but once time is gone, you can't get it back. Once those opportunities have passed, you can't get them back. Sometimes you're given another opportunity to witness to somebody or to, to, to share a testimony with somebody. But you know, I've seen too many times that, that I don't. I've seen too many times that I had a wonderful opportunity to share with somebody and I missed it. And that was it. That's all I had. We, we've got to, just as this Scripture said, and as I've already said many times, we've got to walk around looking. We've got to know that when I go to my job tomorrow morning, that there's very likely there's somebody that needs to hear about God. When I walk into those doors, listen. You know, back in the Old Testament, I believe it's in Deuteronomy, God told the Israelites that wherever your foot shall tread, that's your land. 
And he was talking about the land of Canaan, the holy land, the, the promised land. He was talking about, he had actually set boundaries from, from this river to this one. Wherever you walk, wherever you go, it's yours. <clears throat> but I want you all to understand today, like I've told you many times before, even though that may not be physically true today, it's spiritually true. Just when God laid down, lays down a principle, it don't change. And we are, like I told you this morning, we are the spiritual Israel. And wherever your foot treads, it's yours. Now what does that mean? It means that when you go to work tomorrow, you step into that place, you can claim that place for the kingdom of God. You don't have to stand there and just take everything that comes upon you and, and think, I, this is where I'm going to get beaten down every day. You can be victorious in that kind of place. Now, I'm not telling you to go in there and tell everybody off tomorrow. I'm telling you that when you walk into that place, you don't have to walk in timidly. You can say, listen, I'm a child of God. And the, the time that I've got to spend here today, eight hours or how many hours you work a day, you can say, I'm going to spend this time redeeming this time. For God, I can make good use of this time. I can, I can spend this time. I'm, I have to deal with a lot of people every day. I deal with people probably, I don't know, several times an hour. I deal with different, you know, another person. People call me on the phone all the time with their problems, wanting something fixed. And you know, I can go about that two different ways. I can have an attitude and act like I don't want to help them. Or I can, I can decide that even though that's my nature, I can decide to change. And I can put on, I don't even want to talk about it like I'm putting on an act, but I can decide how I want to deal with those people. And I can decide to deal with them in a manner that's pleasing to God. But I have to make that choice. And that time I spend talking to them, even though I may not at that particular moment talk about God, that my actions and my life can speak of God. The way that I behave. That's what I'm talking about, redeeming the time. You can choose how you want to make use of it. You know, I have told you before that you know, I drive 30-something, probably about 30 minutes of each way every day. And typically, not every day, but typically I choose to spend that time either listening to some Christian music, listening to some preaching, various different things. That's another example of how you can redeem the time. You can, you can, you know, I could just as easily sit there and listen to some country music or whatever. I could I could choose to do whatever I want to for that 30 minutes. But I choose to fill that time with something that glorifies God. You know, this Scripture said that you should speak to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart. You know, you can do that while you're working. You can do that. And I have have had plenty of days. I wish I had more of them. I've had plenty of days where... 
from the time I walked into work to the time I left, every time I my mind could it would come to my mind, I'd be singing a song or quoting a scripture. Man, I tell you what, the, there is no better day that I've had than days like that. When I can spend time in the Spirit, even though I'm going about my daily life doing whatever work I need to do, when I can spend that kind of time in the presence of God, man, it's a good feeling. The day goes by so much better. I have so much more patience to deal with people. I have so much more of an impact in everything I do because I'm in tune with God. I'm not letting all these problems weigh me down. I'm not, I'm not stressing out about money or, or, uh, problems in my, my personal life. I'm not dealing with all that stuff. I'm spending time. I'm redeeming the time spending it with God. Days like that are not easily come by. That's not something that just happens. You have to make an effort. You know, if you go buy a vehicle, or you go to the store and buy anything, it takes a sacrifice. You've got to give up something to do it. Redeeming the time with God is the same way. Look at verse 21. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Now what in the world does that have to do with our message? We can waste a lot of time being stubborn and, you know, like I said, I have to deal with a lot of people every day. I'm sure most of y'all do too. Y'all encounter all kinds of people, and you probably encounter a lot of people that have a lot of stupid ideals about stuff. You probably encounter people that just get on your everlasting nerve. But you know, that verse tells you a little something about the way Jesus was. It tells you that it says, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. You know, there comes a time. Now, my personal nature is the kind of person that if I see you doing something wrong, I'm probably going to tell you. Not because I'm just trying to be confrontational, but because I know a better way. And when I see somebody make a stupid decision, I'm apt to tell them that it's stupid. And you know, I have to really guard my tongue sometimes and, and make sure that I don't get myself fired saying something I ought not say. But what this Scripture is telling you is that, listen, if you're trying to redeem the time, if you're trying to uh, spend your time wisely and be use it wisely like the Scripture tells us here, not unwise, then there comes a point in time where it's not worth arguing with somebody about something. Sometimes you just need to just suck it up and just go on. And you know... I waste a lot of time not only arguing with people, but sitting around thinking about why are they doing it this way? Why don't they do this? And I just get myself stressed out dealing with all these things that really don't make any difference in the end. Because when it's all said and done, most of the time they don't care what you have to think about anyway. You can sit there and think and think and think and it don't change anything. 
So that's a lot of time I waste when I could just say, oh well, and go on, you know? Now that don't mean that we shouldn't be wise in our dealings with other people and offer up suggestions, but it means that when you know it ain't going to make a difference, just move on. Just go on about your life and 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 focus refocus yourself back on God. Not don't focus on those little problems. What did Jesus said? He said, "Who can by taking a thought for things add one cubit to his stature?" Who what what is it going to matter when you spend all that time worrying about something and then when it's all said and done nothing changed. We've got to redeem that time. It's not always worth an argument. You know, I heard somebody one time, I've heard many people say it, I couldn't even tell you where I heard it the first time. But the old saying is, you've got to pick your battles. And that's exactly what this Scripture is telling us. It's telling us that, look, there are some things worth fighting for. And there's some that aren't. There's some things that by fighting for them, all you're going to do is drive a wedge between you and somebody else. You know, I pray all the time that God would help me find favor with my bosses at work. But you know, I can destroy that. Even though I've already prayed that God would help me find favor by me not looking like this Word says to what God's will is and not watching around me and and seeking to redeem that time for a better purpose by interjecting my own will into the situation. I can destroy every bit of that. Whatever God has built up, I can just tear down in an instant. Like I've already said, once time is gone, you can't get it back. We need to live watching. We need to live knowing that there's going to come a time when some people we didn't do what we should have done with are going to leave this world and they're not going to know God. So, if we don't step up and do it now, while we still have the time and the opportunities, we're going to miss out on a big blessing and somebody's going to miss heaven.